Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Ricky, and you better put your thinking caps on for this one, because this week we are talking about puzzle games. Well, enough of the details. Let's roll the dice and get this episode started. Puzzle games. Puzzle games. <laughs> I feel like, and I believe we talked about this outside a little bit, um, that there's a lot of overlap between like our previous episode and this episode, oh. where like puzzle games and real time games mm-hmm. kind of have a lot of overlap to them. Yeah. Um, so, like, I know at least one of the games that I'm going to talk about this week could have maybe been in, in the previous episode, mm-hmm. but I kind of liked it in this one. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think... No, I think at least one of the games I have, I think, had an overlap with the real time. But... Just, just because like real time kind of has like that broad, like thing, broad yeah. a broadness to yeah, it. Yeah, just just broad. <laughs> but um, so I'll actually go ahead and talk about that one first. Um, so my first game is called Kitty Paw. Kitty Paw. It is one to four players. It runs 15 to 30 minutes. It is designed by Aza Chen, and it is published by Renegade Games. Um, This is one that I actually got to test out at Origins, Mm -hmm. I believe. Or Gen Con. It was one of them. One of them. (laughs) It was at one of them before it actually hit shelves kind of thing. Um... And I absolutely loved it, and I bought it, like, uh, as soon as, like, I just, I got done demoing it. I'm like, <laughs> I'll take one, please. I was like, I, so this is one of those things that, like, haunts me, like, years later. Because I said <laughs> something really dumb, and every, every once in a while, I'll think about it, I'm like, yeah. why did I say that? So, as soon as we got done playing it. I had some cash on me, and I knew that I wanted to buy, like, a game. I just wasn't sure what it was yet. So I demoed it. I'm like, I ended up going up to the lady. I said, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of, like, chuckled a little bit, and then, like, I paid for the game. But I instantly regretted it. <laughs> it sounds better in your head than you saying it out loud. Well, because I'm pretty sure, like, everybody knows, like, the shut up and take my money meme. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been around long enough that, like, I think she knew what I was meant by it. But when you say it out loud without, like, the context of the meme, you're just like... So awful. <laughs> so that is a story of regret. <laughs> but not purchasing the game. I do love this game. That's, that's good. That's good. But, you know, fun fact about my awkward stuff (laughs) (laughs) um but katie paul it is a fast-paced dexterity game that's a puzzle because um you will throughout the game you will get a card and on that card is an arrangement of tiles and you have to match that the picture of the placement of the tiles as fast as you can and as accurately as you can before anybody else finishes their cards. So, um, in the middle of the table, there are a bunch of hexagon tiles that are little kitties, kitty cats. So most of them are just like 
little little tiles that are just like a, a one size tile, like a one inch tile kind of thing. And but there are a couple cats that are like two inch tiles, they're like double cats. They're just long boys. And on your card, there's usually at least one long boy, several like regular sized cats, and then there's also like a, a separate card that looks like a box. And it's either like a horizontal box or like a vertical box. And there's always a cat on the box, but you also have to make sure you orientate your card correctly if that matches like the card that you're trying to match. Mm -hmm. So there's like a couple different elements. Um, but the, the puzzle part in this is trying to quickly figure out like the pieces that you need and like how to arrange them in the correct like positions and orders. Um, and uh, if you are, so the game starts out, <laughs> you set everything up and everybody gets a card and then you're supposed to yell kitty paw. Mm -hmm. And when everybody says kitty paw, the game starts. And then if you're the first person to complete your card or think that you've completed your card, you do the, like the little lucky cat symbol. You put your like hand up in the air, like a little cat paw, and you go meow <laughs> to show that you, that, that you completed your card. And then, like, everybody can, like, check your card. If it's correct, then you get the the points for that card, and everybody else gets the negative points for their card. Ooh. So the game goes after, like, so many rounds. Like, you add up, like, your, your totals, and whoever has the highest score wins mm -hmm. kind of thing. But there are, like, uh, like, easy, medium, and hard kind of cards. And, like, the harder cards will actually have, like, overlapping cats. So there's, like, a little bit more, like, dimension mm -hmm. to the, the cats that you have to put in front of you. So it's it's just a quick little, like, thinky uh, reflex game. Because you're only supposed to grab, like, one tile at a time, too. You can't just, like, grab a handful and just figure it out. Oh. Like, you do one tile at a time, one-handed... Uh, as quickly as you can kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's super cute. Um they even have like a uh like a doggy go, I think it's called, but it's essentially the same game but with dogs instead of cats. Yeah, I think so, I I've seen them both before. Yeah, so if you have a pet preference, <laughs> there's one for you. <laughs> they have dogs exists. and they have cats. <laughs> Yes, but both of them are absolutely adorable, and like the different like types of cats and the different types of dogs, kind of cute. I, I will say it's freaking hilarious, but on the tiles, like so, there's like the top of the tiles, like the top of the cat, and the bottom of the tiles, like the bottom of the cat, uh -huh. or like the back side of the cat, and they do have little bungholes. <laughs> Did you know how people are with putting that on like cats for some reason? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> but they are super cute. I I enjoy this game a lot. It's another one of those like it's kind of like another voodoo mania for me. <laughs> where like I super enjoy it. It's really fast paced, but not everybody likes it as much as I do. Yeah. I'm just a I'm just a weirdo, I guess, when it comes to like these fast phase games. That's okay. Somebody Puzzle needs to games. like them and it's you. It's me. <laughs> yep. But yeah, kitty ball. Kitty meow. ball. Meow meow. Meow meow. Um the first game I'm going to talk about, uh full disclaimer, I have not played it yet. Um it is called Cupcake Academy. Sounds cute. It it is it looks very cute. It is a two to four player game. It is about ten minutes, and uh, it is uh, published by Blue Orange, and it is designed by Irwin 
Morin. Um, but uh, Cupcake Academy is um, it's a cute uh, co-op light kind of game. Um, I say co-op light because um, everybody is kind of working together. Um, but the way the game works is that each player gets a set of, uh, cupcake wrappers, and they're all different sizes. Uh, there's one of each color, and there are five different sizes and colors to correspond with, like, the biggest is, like, a red, um, all the way down to the smallest. And then, um, there are what they call personal plates so uh the personal plates every player gets three of them so there's 12 all together for four players and then there is a shared plate and then there are uh assignment cards and then this is a game that's on a seven minute timer um so the way the game works is that on the um assignment cards you get a certain number for the number of players that you have. Um, so I misread the rules earlier, so that would have been a big boo-boo on my part. So um, the way the assignment cards work is that there's a deck for like two players, there's a deck for three players, and there's a deck for four players. Um, for a two-player game, you're going to go through 14 of the cards. You're going to shuffle them and do 14. There's more than 14 in the two-player deck. For three players, you'll do... Um, 12 and then for four players you'll do 10 um, in their their own decks because how they're kind of divvied out is there's kind of like a puzzle on each one um, so each player gets kind of like a side of the assignment and it has like three plates on it with different colored um, cupcake liners on it um, and the base game, you don't have to do it in the same positions that's on the card. So, like, for example, if they have a red, a green, and a yellow in that order on the assignment card, if you're playing the base game, you don't need to do it in that order. Um, you just need to have those colors on your plates. Um if you wanted to make it harder, you could do it in the order that it has on the card. Uh, so your whole goal is to go through like your stack of cards uh, in the seven minute timer. Uh, the way that the cups work, the cupcake liners, is that you take the whole stack of them and you flip them upside down so the biggest one is on top. Um, and you can't see the other colors. And what you have to do, um, so that starts off on one of your three plates. And then what you can do is you can move cups onto your own plates and onto the shared plate. But the trick is you can't put a cup of the same size um, or bigger or smaller on top of the one that's there. So, like, the biggest one is the red one. You can't have a red one down and then try to put, like, a yellow one on top of that because that's smaller than the red one. The smaller one always has to be underneath. So, you have to try and get your colors onto your plates that are on your assignment. And then you have to wait for everybody to do it. And once everybody's done it, you can move on to the next card. Um... The way that the cupcake liners work, if it's on the shared plate, anybody can take it. Um, but you can only move the cupcake liners on your plates or on the shared plate. You can't move them on anybody else's plates. Uh, but that's... That's kind of the game. <laughs> mm. I think I'd like that game. I think it would be a lot of fun. Like I said, to be fair, I have not yet played this game, but from reading things over, um, I think I think it would be a lot of fun. <sighs> it's a uh, it's a quick because the the timer it says it's seven minutes. It's like a little sand timer. 
Um, so you just flip that over and your goal is to complete all the assignments in that time. The, uh, the cupcake liners, they're like, they're like a hard plastic. Um, and then the, uh, personal plate cards are kind of like, um, a little bit thicker cardboard a little bit. Um, and I think it's, it's cute. It's brightly colored. It's, it's, it's kind of like a kid game. Um, but it, it's cute. It's little, it's bright, it's cute. Ten minutes, quick game. Cupcake Academy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, my next game is going to be number nine. <laughs> uh, it is one to four players. It runs about 20 minutes. It is designed by Peter Witchman. And is published by uh, the version we have is Z-Man Games, but uh, there's a couple other ones that I saw that were by Abacus Spiel. Oh, but okay. Z-Man Games is the one that I I have. Mm -hmm. So, what any of those is one of those that's like a lot of people have it. But if you look it up through Z-Man Games, you'll probably find it. Uh, number nine is a number placement game. Okay. Uh, so there are four sets of numbers, so one set per player. Mm -hmm. Um, well, take that back, because I think there's eight of each one, so you get two, two sets of numbers per player. <laughs> um. They range from zero to nine. And there is a deck of cards that runs through like both sets of numbers. Uh -huh. So there's tw there's 20 cards and you'll shuffle that up and put it in the middle of the table. So somebody will draw the first card. Um, say it's a four. So everybody takes one of their fours and puts it on the table. And then you draw another number and you, you place that number wherever you want. Um, you can't have any over, um, well, can't really say that. Um, they have to be lined up to where you're not, like, it can't be, like, halves. It has to be, like, completely, like, butt up against each other or, like, two sides, at least, like, one side from each number has to be touching. Okay. You can't just have them, like, floating off and, like space kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah um but obviously like the different numbers are going to be different shapes and then like the number zero is going to have like a gap in the middle so what you're trying to do is build up your your layers of mm -hmm. numbers but you can't have anything that is not fully supported so if you have something hanging over like like, say you have a number that's hanging over that gap on the zero, mm -hmm. that's not a proper placement. It can't be hanging over a gap. It has to be completely fully supported by the numbers underneath it. And the numbers that you place on top of other numbers has to be overlapping at least two numbers underneath it. Like, so you can't, like, if you got like an eight and an eight, you can't just put your eight on top of your eight and say, oh, yeah, I have a second layer. Like, that 8 has to be overlapping 8 and another number for it to be considered a legal placement. Ah. So, um, you just are placing numbers as best you can, trying to get as high as you can um, until the deck runs out. And then once the deck runs out, you do scoring. So, the first layer that is touching the table is worth 0 points. You get nothing for the first layer. The second layer is, like, say you have a four and a one on the second layer. So that's five points. And then that that second layer is level one. So you would get five points. And then say you manage to get a nine on the third level. That's actually double points. Mm -hmm. So that nine will be 18 points. And if you get a third layer or like a, a fourth layer, but third level, it'd be times three, and then it goes up from there the higher you go. Gotcha. Um, I don't 
think we've ever managed to get higher than like a times. Maybe we've gotten a times three, but think it's usually like times two. Like we only get three layers on there. Mm-hmm. So part of it is part of it is luck of the draw, and part of it is how you place your numbers mm-hmm. on how like tall you can get. And you typically want to save your zeros for that first layer because it's going to be worth zero points anyway. Mm-hmm. And they are a decent foundation minus the gap in the middle. And you kind of want to hope that you'll get the higher numbers later in the game mm-hmm. so you can get them on those higher levels to get more points. Yeah. So it's, it's very thinky. Mm-hmm. It's very like how best to place your numbers to mm-hmm. also you also want to think about how you place your numbers early game so that you have more surface area to cover for like later in the game when you're wanting to start building up so mm-hmm. you don't have a bunch of weird gaps that are going to prevent you from placing pieces mm-hmm. so um this is one of those games where it's it's super simple to teach it's super simple to pick up um this is a game that i actually took to my parents house one time and my parents aren't they are supportive mm-hmm. of our game uh, collection, uh-huh. but they don't necessarily like super care about learning Benny games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was one that I taught them, and they actually really liked this game. So, like, if it, it's my parent approved, which is <laughs> saying something. <laughs> I get that. Um, I get that. Yeah. So uh, that's number nine. Nice. Yay. Number nine. Number nine. Uh, my next game I'm going to talk about is one that I feel like I've talked about before, but it's been uh, quite a long time. Uh, it is called Zendo. Um, it is a three to five player game, uh, maybe about an hour uh, it's designed by Corey Heath and Andrew Looney, and it's published by Looney Labs. Um, so the way that Zendo works is there is one player who is the master, and the rest of the player are the students. And the master creates a rule that... The rest of the players are trying to figure out. And the way that it works, if I am remembering it correctly, is that the master has three build options in front of them using the shapes. And the shapes are like uh, triangles and wedges and colors. um, And they're laid out in a certain formation. Um, and what the master does is I believe they have, um, either one or not one, uh, two or three different structures. And, um, I want to say one is correct and two are wrong. And they have an indicator to show which one is correct and which one is wrong. Um, And then the players have to figure out what the rule is based on that. So the rules are um, sometimes a little bit silly. Um, So like um, a rule for like an easy one can be uh, the structure must contain two pyramids um and it's exactly two pyramids so a correct structure would have two pyramids and uh three wedges and it would still be correct but if a pyramid or if a structure had one pyramid and three wedges it would be incorrect And so the players have to try and figure out what the difference between those structures are. And they don't know what the rule is. So they're trying to copy the structure. And then they go, 
is my structure correct? And if it's following the rules, they get a little like um, a cube that they can ask a question or like guess what the rule is. Um, if they're wrong, they just get a, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Try it again. Um, so each player gets a chance to do that and like make a structure to try and like figure out what the rule is so the way that you win the game is that when one of the students um figures out what the secret rule is they win the game easy peasy easy peasy it sounds easy in theory um but it can get difficult so it's it's a it's it's a puzzle game because it's uh puzzling out what the rule is it's very irritating as a student but uh you know simple gameplay you're just figuring out a rule interesting jason loves it it's like one of his favorite games (laughs) now how come we've never played it because we don't actually own it (laughs) Yeah, puts a little damper on it. <laughs> Tell them to do better. <laughs> Alright. My last game of the evening is another cat game. Meow meow. Because cats are great. They're puzzling creatures. They're very puzzling creatures. <laughs> um, so this game is called Calico. It's so cute. It is one to four players, and it runs 30 to 45 minutes. It is designed by Kevin Russ, and is published by Flat Out Games or, and or, AEG. Okay. Calico is a new game, right? Uh, it came out, I think it was 2020. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really see it a whole lot until like last year, mm-hmm. um, and then I think we bought it towards like the end of last year. I feel like I talked about this game, but I don't know like when I would have talked about it or if I actually did at all. And I'm just like going crazy, um, probably going crazy. It's fine. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> um, so Calico is similar. It's got a similar vibe to Patchwork, but also different. The vibe is similar, okay. but the gameplay is different. I'll say it that way. Okay. Um, so everybody starts off with their own board, and then there's um, pattern tiles that you get and then like the board and the pattern tiles have like a player color to it just so you know like make sure that you have like all the matching pieces and everything mm-hmm. um i think there's six different pattern tiles um the game has like a if you're playing this game for the first time use these tiles kind of thing but you can like once you're a little bit more experienced and comfortable with the game you can you know mix them up Mm -hmm. and um just draw three at random Mm -hmm. but the only thing is like all the players do have to have the same patterns so you can either like agree on what patterns to use or you can just have like one person draw their patterns and then everybody else pulls out the same ones um and what I mean by patterns is because the theme of this game is you are making a quilt, mm-hmm. um, which is, like I said, similar to Patchwork, where you're making a quilt. <laughs> um, and the patterns are, uh, so some of the t- patterns are like, like no, no patterns or tiles can match, or... Um, the pattern would be like A A A B B B or A A B B C C um, or like A B C D something something. I don't know. It's just like it just has like letters on them in some sort of like combination. And basically, like 
just for an example, like A-A-A-B-B-B. As an example, say for that one, um, the tiles that you would want to have around that specific pattern tile, because they are hexagon shaped, Mm -hmm. is you'd want either like three blues and three yellows or three purples and three pinks. Like Mm -hmm. you want three and three. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing, it, it does get a little bit complicated because like there's points on the pattern tiles. Like if you meet that pattern, you'll get points at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But you can get points for either colors or patterns. Or you could kind of get like bonus points for getting the colors and the patterns to match that pattern tile. Okay. So maybe you have like three zigzag tokens, three yellow zigzag tokens and three flower pink tokens Mm -hmm. you would qualify for color and pattern and you would get like the higher number Uh, for that pattern at the end of the game um so there are six colors and there are six patterns and i think there's three of each combination like there's there's a lot of tiles in this game Uh, so basically how the the game play works is uh you start off with two tiles and the two tiles are kind of like your hand like they're all the ones that you can always look at but you don't really show them to anybody else Mm -hmm. and then um there's tiles that go in the bag and then there's three that are face up on the table so on your turn you place one of the tiles from your hand and then you'll draw a tile from the three in the middle and then it'll be the next person's turn okay and you always replace the one that you take in the middle. So there's always three. Mm-hmm. And then uh, everybody goes around the table constantly taking their turns until um, all the spots on your board are filled up. And I want to say it's 22 tiles mm-hmm. to fill up the board. Um, there are some spaces that aren't connected to a pattern tile as kind of like free spaces. So if you have a tile that you just really can't use to fulfill a pattern requirement you there are spaces you can put those so you're not like stuck mm-hmm. like or like forcing yourself to not be able to complete a pattern um uh and other ways to get points in this game is um at the beginning of the game during setup you draw three cat uh tiles mm-hmm. um and then each one has a spot underneath for like two patterns um so and then each cat is drawn to a specific arrangement of tiles so let's say one cat wants three or more um of their patterns so they get two so let's say they have zigzags and flowers so if you have a cluster of three or more zigzags or flowers you get a cat token that goes onto that cluster and then that cat is worth so many points at the end of the game, depending on what how many points are on the tile. Um, there are different types of cats. Some of them are require more complex to them. Um, so like the one that only requires like three is not going to be as much points as one that maybe requires a cluster of five. Oh. Um, and then there are some cats that require or are drawn to a specific pattern of tiles instead of just a cluster of whatever mm-hmm. um it, it sounds kind of complicated but when you like see the board and you see the tiles it makes a lot more sense but explaining it you're just kind of like equations <laughs> <laughs> um, but i promise it makes sense um and then there are also buttons that you can get throughout the game so for buttons it's like if you have three pinks together, you get a button. Uh, so you would get a pink button. And if you have three blues together, you would get a blue button. Um, and then those are worth three points at the end of the game for however many buttons you get. Okay. Um, if you want a second, like say you wanted another pink button, you can't like just grow that first one to be like six tiles. They have to be like two separate. Oh, they have to be their own separate. Yeah. Um, so you can do a bunch of the same color if it like works out for you. That's fine. That's just three points. Um, 
Another thing you can strive to do is get um, one of each of the six buttons of the different colors, and then you get a rainbow button for having one of all of the colors. Mm. Which it's still only three points, but you know, it's seven times three instead of like maybe just like five of the same color kind yeah. of thing. So, um, so those are those are the the main ways that you will get points at the end of the game is if you complete your patterns, and then if you can do both color and pattern, um, the number of cats you have on your board at the end of the game, and then the number of buttons you have at the end of the game, and then whoever has the most points wins. So it's just you're you're making a quilt and you're trying to attract little kitty cats to come and like lay on your quilt oh, as you're building quiddle. it. <laughs> They're like, ooh, this is my favorite spot. Oh, and they'll come over and lay down. <laughs> but and there there are um several different types of cats. Um there's definitely ones that like I said they recommend for like beginners and then there's ones that are a little bit more complicated the more experienced you are so it can level a little bit. Um nice and then there is a solo mode because it does run like one to four players um i think i've never i haven't played it solo yet but i i feel like it plays similarly um they also have i think like an achievement section for solo play so you can like kind of check your progress oh, okay to play solo um and then the nice and like Thing that i think is like absolutely adorable about this game is every cat that is in the game is based off of a real cat oh really yeah and in the back of the book it actually like has like a little bio of each cat that's in the game Aww, and a, so a picture of the real life cat oh so it's it's super cute i like it because it's got like that like how best to complete your patterns mm -hmm. while still getting like the most points by like attracting cats and getting buttons and then you i usually try to go for color and pattern mm -hmm. if possible um, i like just like challenging myself that way um which is another thing that i like that they do kind of give you the option of doing one or the other or both mm -hmm. um so i i just like to push myself if I can, if if I know I'm not going to be able to do it on a certain pattern, like, I'll pick, like, a pattern or color to go with. Mm -hmm. But I do try to do the the combination if if I can. Um, it It is super frustrating when, like, the piece that you need, like, it because it, it comes down to the wire where there is a specific color and a specific pattern that you need to mm -hmm. be able to complete a certain pattern. And it's in the middle and somebody picks it up and you like counted the tiles because there's only so many of like each combination yeah. and like the other ones are already out and you're like, my life is ruined. No. <laughs> it is like the end of the world every time it happens. But it's just it's part of the game. Like you never know what somebody like needs and mm -hmm. a lot of times you're not really paying attention to what other people are doing and not realizing that they need like the same pieces that you do mm -hmm. or maybe they, they went for that one because it was the color that they needed yeah <laughs> or the pattern that they needed it wasn't necessarily like that combination but it just happened to be the only one that fit the one that they needed yeah so it's a, a little bit of competitiveness and like glaring at people for taking the piece that you need how dare um, you <laughs> but it, it's more of like a, a fun like Dang it, I was really hoping to get that piece rather than like a cutthroat kind of thing. Yeah. So I I really enjoy this game. It's got like that puzzly aspect to it. It's got that like patchwork vibe to it. And you know how I like patchwork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's a it's another fun game, but this one actually does play more people mm -hmm. and you can play it solo rather than patchwork and just strictly two, two people yeah that's that's fun i was i was gonna say i've heard that it's got like a similar vibe to patchwork um mm -hmm. but so that that's cool i've i've kind of uh wanted it mainly because it's like 
themed, but that's very mm-hmm. cute that they kind of like expanded more on it, it sounds like, and everything. Mm. Very cute, very cute. Yes, yes. Calico kitty cats. Very cute. Um, well, the last game I have to talk about. I'm pretty sure that we've talked about it before. Pretty sure is Azul. Yes. I think we talked about it in the uh gateway games. Maybe. I believe so. I believe so. Um, but Azul is a two to four player game, thirty to forty five minutes. It's designed by Michael Kiesling, I think. Um, and is published by a lot of publishers, um, notably Asmodi, um, Plan B Games, uh, Next Move Games, um, a lot of publishers there. It's it's a yeah. very popular I, game. I, the the Plan B sounds familiar, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's like part of like the Asmodee like network of Mm -hmm. like people kind of like the umbrella publisher and then plan b is like the under that umbrella kind of thing yeah um going from like we we don't own azul but we own sagrada and playing like a lot of sagrada and then going to azul it's not similar but yet similar at the same time (laughs) It's a it's a drafting kind of game. Yeah. So yeah. Um but the way Azul works is that you are uh laying down tiles and I compare the little tiles to kind of like little starburst. Yes. Yes. My husband calls them the forbidden starbursts. Yes. <laughs> um The way the game works is, like, based on the number of players, there's, like, a number of, um, sets out. Yeah. And they'll have, uh, I believe it's always four on them. It's just the number of those factories out is dependent on the number of players. Um, and then, uh, the first player token um starts with the player i think technically who was last in portugal but um you can just who who's been there <laughs> usually usually i have to let mike go first because he's half portuguese oh okay so. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that one works <laughs> um but otherwise i think you can just decide who goes first um it comes with a really uh a, a nice bag, I think, that the rest of the tiles mm. go into. Um, there's four tiles out on the factories. Um, the first player token, it goes at the bottom of your board. And the way the board looks is it's, I think, a little bit confusing looking at it, like, without really it- understanding what it Without is. Without knowing how to play the game, mm-hmm. I would say that the player boards look very intimidating mm-hmm. because they're just kind of like, they're not overly complicated, Mm-mm. but they're just, when you look at it, you're like, what the hell is this? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So, like, the top of the board is the, like, um, uh, the, the point tracker. And then kind of in the middle of the board is where you're laying your tiles. And at the bottom of the board is what is called like the tiles on the floor. And those will net you negative points. Um, the first player token always goes in that first little spot. Um, so you you always get a, a negative point for um, being the first player. Um, but kind of depending on what you're doing, it can be worth it. Um, the player sheets, they are two-sided. There's one that has a pattern on it, and the other side is completely blank. Um, always recommend p- playing with the pattern side. Um, the, the blank side is for, like, more experienced players. Um, but 
otherwise I would say go with the pattern side. Um, the way the game works is that there will be four tiles laid on each of the factories. The first player gets to go first and they choose one of the factories. Um, what they do is they choose a type of tile. So there are um, five different tiles. Um, and what they do is on the factory is they will decide what type of tile they want to take and take all of that same tile. So if there are two um, yellow ones, one red one and one black one, maybe they'll want the two yellow ones. Um, and then on the board, you see it's kind of like a um, pyramid. There's five at the bottom, then four, then three, then two, then one. Um, when you select your pieces, they all have to go in the same row. You don't have to fill out that row right away. Um, but once you fill that row up, um, any leftover pieces have to go onto the floor that's at the bottom of your board. Um, so the, the play keeps going until all of the tiles are taken. Um, once you take the tiles off the factory, so like earlier there was the two yellow, the one red, and one black. If the player took the two yellow, the red and the black token would go in the middle of kind of where all the factories are laid out. Um, and then as play goes, players can decide to take what's in the middle. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, they can decide to take what's in the middle. The first player token will be in the middle. That's why it always goes at the bottom of your factory board when you take it. Because um, you can't really actually play it. It just makes you first player. And then um, every other player can uh, play continues until all the tiles are gone. And then that's when you move your tiles over from the left side of the board to the right side of the board. And the way that works is if you don't have that row filled in you don't get to move your tile over but that's okay it can stay there until the next round um once you've filled in that tile on your board you remove the rest of those pieces they go into um they go back into the box for now um and this is one of those games where the game doesn't end when you run out of tiles the game ends when there is a I want to say a vertical row is filled. I I think it's the first horizontal row. Horizontal. I think you can fill as many verticals as you want, but the first person to complete a horizontal row ends the game. I think I have it here. That sounds right. Um, and, uh, once you fill in a spot, so if in the first row you filled in the, uh, yellow, you can't put yellow in that first row anymore. You have to fill it in with all the other colors. Um, the way the points work is, uh, you get one point for every, uh, new token, or new tile if you lay other tiles around that token you kind of get um, points based off of that as it's laid out so if you already have two tiles out and you add a third one you'll count three points for each tile that tile is connected to if that makes sense um, you get extra points for uh, completing the verticals. I think you get seven points for completing the verticals and the game ends. Um, everybody gets one more turn when one player hits that vertical line um, and the game ends. And you're calculating your points every round. Um, if you ever run out of tiles pulling from the bag, you take what you put in the box and you put it back into the bag. Um, so that's, it's just, it's kind of like a deck that gets reshuffled together. Um, at the end of the game, player with the most points wins the game. Then easy peasy. Easy peasy. I think you also get like bonus or like 10 extra points if you've played all of like 
all five of a color. I think so. There's a lot. Like, I think. I think it's like five points for horizontal, seven points for vertical, and then ten points for every color that you played, like all five. Yeah, for like every combination that you make, basically. Um, but it's it's a it's a puzzle game because you you have to lay your tiles out. Everybody has like the same pattern, but you're trying to figure out how to lay down the most tiles with the most points. Um, it's a it's a detailed kind of game. Um, I've never played the blank side before, where you're basically making your own pattern. Um, we have it. There's similar rules, like you you still can't have like any of the same tile repeated horizontally or vertically, kind of like on the pattern side. Um, so there there's still rules that apply when playing the blank side, but instead of being stuck to a set pattern, mm -hmm. you can kind of make your own pattern while still following the guide or like the the, the placement rules. rules. Yeah. But uh, it's a it's a it's a simple game, but it's it's pretty strategic once you get going and rolling with it. Um, I really like yeah. it. There's a there's a couple of different versions of it. Yeah, they're they're all in kind of like the same like as like quote unquote universe yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Um. But they do play a little bit differently. Um, I know the stained glass one is the least like the other two. Um, and as far as I know, it's like the least liked one of the Azul series. Mm -hmm. um, I would say Summer Pavilion is another good one. Um, Summer Pavilion the instead of having like little squares that you place on like a wall because you're doing like a mural or something in as well like thematic wise um the summer pavilion the pieces are diamond shaped and you're making like little stars flower thingies out of them oh, instead of like yeah, a square yeah. wall um it it plays similarly as far as like the factories and like drafting and all that goes, but there are some like placement and differences. There are some um, other rule changes to make it different enough, but with the same feel. Yeah. But um, and they actually did just come out with a new one. I think it's called Azul Queen's Garden. Oh, I think I think I've seen it. Thing. Yeah, it it's it's got a lot of pastel-y colors to it, which is always fun. And um, the Summer Pavilion one's a little bit more like colorful than mm -hmm. the regular Azul. Um, but I don't know much about the Queen's Garden. I just remember like watching like a video on it of people who were like getting to play it before it like came out, uh, kind of thing. Released. Yeah, and it looks interesting. It it. it one of those things where I think the the play is going to be a, a quite a bit different than what we're used to seeing with Azul, mm -hmm. but it's kind of still got like that tile drafting and tile placement kind of thing to it, like the other ones do. So I'm excited to get that one and try that one because we are a big fan of Azul mm -hmm. and Azul Summer Pavilion. <laughs> The Forbidden Starburst. It's forbidden Starburst. <laughs> Do not eat this Forbidden Starburst. Uh, but yeah, that's... You'll regret it. Yes, that is Azul. It's a an, a gorgeous game. Recommend you check mm. it out. Yeah, we sat on that one and we regretted it when we finally mm -hmm. played it because mm -hmm. it's such a good game. It is. It's it's one of the like new classics for a reason. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Oh, so many, so many good puzzle games. I was, I was looking through like the the list of puzzle games, and I was just like, man, these are all great games. 
because the yeah. um and yeah there was a lot of crossover between like real time and puzzle games just because puzzle games i think a lot of the time have like a set time limit involved with them that makes them a yeah. bit puzzly <laughs> yeah there were definitely some games i do i I hundred percent knew that I talked about them before, so I'm mm-hmm. like trying to steer clear of that one, those yeah, ones. But yeah. there's just so many games that they fall into so many different like themes and categories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't really have a game that's like purely one no, thing. No, I think it would be too boring if it was. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think I think a good question this week would be um, what's your favorite puzzle type game I am a big fan of Tetris Mm. Uh, not like the best player at it but I love like fitting all the pieces together yeah I I I really like the the type of games where it's like the the Tetris shaped pieces, mm-hmm. and you're trying to fit them all onto like a set board. Like oh, you're trying to like fit um, them into like a shape or something like that. Yeah, like those or like like Patchwork or mm-hmm. Indian Summer or Cottage Garden. Uh, Kadama forest like anything that has like those like a square like a grid and you're trying to fit those pieces to make them fit in there yeah I I enjoy those types of games and I'm I'm not I'm not great when they become like really competitive because I just I just like to do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah, so those those types of games, like, yeah, so good, so good. So let us know what your favorite puzzle games are. Yeah. Uh, in in case you didn't know, a new thing for our listeners on Spotify is that you can rate us on Spotify. Tell us how we're doing by rating us. Yeah. Yeah, give us give us a good rating or a bad rating if you absolutely hate us and you got this far listening in. <laughs> good on you, mate. Um, as always, we have our socials linked down in the description. Um, I know we're looking to do our live episode kind of soon. Getting that planned. There's out. another question that we could ask. We were thinking of playing a live game. Mm. Uh, maybe give us some suggestions. What game would you like to see us play live so you could watch it be played mm-hmm. and like get a rundown of like the rules? Yeah, and everything as we go. Yeah, just. Let us know. Uh, Discord, Facebook, Instagram. Let us know on like any post. Put it put it on like a red beard post. When we make a red beard chronicles episode post. Just just be like, hey, so for rare, can you guys play this game? <laughs> Show your if, love for if, rare. If we get multiple suggestions, we'll probably pick the one that would fit best. Mm-hmm. on a live stream mm-hmm. but we'll definitely take them all into consideration if there's multiple requests for the same game we'll probably pick that one mm-hmm. if there's one request we'll probably play that one <laughs> if there's no requests well then you'll just have to deal with whatever we pick yeah exactly you'll have to deal with our pick cause you do all the time anyways <laughs> get up but um this is Ashley signing off. Nah, we're good. <laughs>